Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to a new episode of Narratives of Purpose. My name is Claire Marie Gandhi, and I am your host on this show. This podcast has been created to... Um, excuse me, a little interruption there. So, Claire, you usually shine a light on who you're talking to today, but today we are reversing, we're mixing it up, reversing the hot seat, and I am here, I'm your host for today. I'm Lucy Antrobus. So Lucy is joining me today on the podcast, and basically she is the one who's going to be interviewing me, so I will not have a guest as usual, but she will be putting me in the hot seat. And for those of you who don't know Lucy, Lucy Antrobus was one of my guests in the first season of the podcast. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the Narrative or Purpose podcast. I'm your host today, Lucy Antropus, and I will be taking you on a tour of excavating our lovely, soulful, radio, poetic voice behind the podcast Narrative of Purpose about Claire, Claire Morigandi's why. What is going on here? Who she got in the show? Why? She's got something to say. So... As one woman has something to say to the other, I, by way of background, I'm a founder of an NGO in the impact sector, also now profit with a purpose business on disruptive education for empowering and inclusive education for young people. But today, my role is going to be simply to be an explorer, understanding what are the mechanics behind the motivational factors of a recently award-nominated podcast host. We are in London today at the studio after the International Podcast Women's Awards and off the back of that energy and that inspiration with those women, we're going to see why Claire does what she does. Well, good afternoon, Claire Murugandhi from Narratives of Purpose podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fantastic, Lucy. How are you? Great. And I, we find ourselves, Claire, where we find ourselves this fine London afternoon? We are here in Little Venice on a boat recording, my first studio recording. So it took me almost two years since I started the podcast to be on a studio. And so, Claire, tell us a little bit about this, this background behind Narratives of Purpose. You've never been in a studio. What inspired you to get going with the podcast? I always get that question very often. So what inspired me? It was during the first lockdowns, the pandemic. So that was 2020, spring, summer. And I just found myself wondering why is it that we only have bad news going on everywhere all the time. I just felt like this, you know, uh, general depression mindset, so to speak. And at the same time, I knew that so many people are doing so many great things, but we barely hear from them. So my first idea, in fact, was a blog. And then I thought, but why a blog? It would be only in my words. And actually, it would be better if the people that I know, or the people I follow, would tell their own stories in their words. And that's how it started. And was there a particular story or person or news or soundbite that was the original trigger or catalyst of, hey, we need more stories like that out there? Absolutely. I launched in December 2020. And the third episode was from a lady called Teresa Goins. And she is the founder of Old School Cafe. It's in San Francisco. And I met this lady in 2009. And since the time I met her, her story was just incredible because she had been working as a corrections officer and for several years. And she noticed that she would see the same kids coming over again in the system and she realized basically the system the way it was and what she was doing was not helping at all so she decided to start her own thing and basically offer professional skills to at-risk youth just 
give them options for the future so they can build their own future and just get out of this sort of vicious circle. And from the moment I heard that story, I thought I had to share it at some point, sometime. So it took me 11 years, but I did do it. <laughs> and she was one of the first person I was thinking about when I was starting this podcast. Amazing. And do you know then where Teresa is now? I think it was last year, 2021. She was even listed among Times, I think the next 1000 or something, like the people who are really working for a better future. She had even a feature on CNN at some point. She was nominated for an award. And the good thing I like, which connects to the question I always ask my guest at the end of the show, which is music. She has also had support from one of my favorite uh, musicians and DJs, who is Questlove, the drummer of The Roots. So for those of you who know a bit of, you know, hip hop <laughs> and old school hip hop. And he's been uh, DJing for several of our fundraising so she's no she, she's really made things work and she has really lots of success stories and it was really not easy so for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast on her episode go back to one of the very first episodes that i put out in december 2020 and you'll learn more about her and so claire pivoting tangent slightly you've talked about your podcast and you've also just given us a glimmer of a bit of the Claire perhaps behind the scenes or some of your interests as well as the development of your podcast with the type of music you listen to so hip-hop so tell us a little bit about your personal life do you like to listen to hip-hop uh, behind closed doors or do you go out to party and you've got some killer dance moves that accompany those beats I used to go out <laughs> Um, yeah, when I was much younger as a teenager. But I still listen to you, by the way. And not behind closed doors only, even when I'm driving. <laughs> and at home, you know, when I put on um, Spotify. But I do listen to a lot of hip-hop and lots of other music. There's jazz. There's It's quite eclectic, to be honest. Whatever just is groovy, I would say. Let's dive into a little bit about where you get your inspiration from. So, I mean, you're a international woman of multi-talents. You've delivered a TEDx talk on healthcare and you have a background in, in healthcare. So I did work in healthcare, but I am not a healthcare practitioner, but I did work with physicians and so on. So it's more on the research side. So for me, what is interesting, I found the reason why I went like all the way through on PhD during my studies and doing research is the fascination of trying to understand something, you know, how the human body works and science in general, life sciences, I was something I'm very curious about. By the way, just to come back on the TEDx talk, it was not about healthcare. When I was working in the pharmaceutical industry, whenever we had like a new product coming on the market or something, I remember someone saying, you only have one chance to launch. So I thought if I'm going to make a pitch for a TEDx talk, why not pitch something that's probably completely different from what I've done, but that's important for me. And it was more about, you know, connecting to yourself. So really focusing your attention inward, paying attention to your emotions and things like that, because this is most of the time something we don't learn um, as kids in education system. And meditation actually had helped me at some point to find words to explain that to people, so to speak. It had been a habit for me to say that the decision I've taken most of the time is more about, is that in tune with me? Is that something I want to do or not? And 
you know, getting away of a situation or even just leaving a job because I don't think it fits me anymore. This is the way I kind of make my decisions for me. So that was the talk. So I thought, okay, it's the first opportunity for a TEDx talk. Then why not talk about something that I think is important and I believe might be helpful for others as well? A little bit of a leading question here. Do you think you took that vein of find something you've got a moment to make a difference and taking an opportunity of something you found helpful and highlighting that for the benefit of others. Is that something that you're in a similar vein you seek to do in your podcast? Absolutely. Because I think that was like my own perception if I look at myself and when I think of individuals, I would say in general. And the thing I find fascinating is that even the people I'm speaking with, they do make a difference or at least they have an impact on other people. But if you listen really carefully to all their journeys, it all starts by the same way. It starts with them. That's the angle I wanted to take. It was a bit of a gamble or a risk because this is something I hadn't heard per se before. But let's say that around me and what I was consuming as a, as a listener myself, this is something I hadn't seen before. And that's why I created that space. So Claire, just give us a bit of context you've shared here as you dared to create something that you saw could add value to the world and didn't exist before. And give us a flavor also in the other areas of your life. What are the ways that you are seeking to make a difference, make a positive contribution in the way either that you make decisions or the kind of projects that you're involved in or how you use your time? I think two things I combined, so to speak, is having worked in research healthcare. Obviously, this is also, I mean, it's not only confined to research and healthcare, but it's very general. It's about supporting women. Obviously, women do a lot of things, but they're not always in the spotlight or in the decision-making levels and so on and so forth. So I joined this association called the Healthcare Business Women Association. It's a global association, and um, I'm part of the board for the chapter in Zurich Zug. So in Switzerland, they have three chapters and I'm, I'm part of one of them. And that's a way for me to combine like my personal experience, being from the field and also contributing to things moving forward and changing and advancing really for the benefit of everyone in the end, right? And so that's one thing I do. And the other thing is also supporting startups and I would say women entrepreneur in general. On one hand, I do have a majority of women on the show, which I have to say, you know, full disclaimer here, it was not intentional in the beginning, but it just so happens that women are the ones who are making more change, at least from my lens. Again, this is really what I observe. And I wanted to make sure that this is also represented on the show. And also uh, on the side of that, I also support other companies and startups. So I think combining that to say that there's just so much I can do. I can use this platform that I've created, wherever it brings me, whatever it does, you know, whatever uh, benefits it brings to the to the guests as well who come on the show. But then there's also to recognize that other people are doing great things and I can support them with my experience or whatever I can bring to the table. I'd love to hear then, Claire, with what you're doing there on the podcast, in the ways that you are showing up in the world, if you have any advice for your listeners about how they might choose to show up with their assets and skill sets and their personal power to be their best selves or to make a difference in the world. To be honest, I never imagined myself as someone giving advice to people. <laughs> I can only encourage, let's put it like this, I can encourage people to find the courage, as you were saying, to dare. And it's not, it doesn't have to be something extraordinary and say, oh, I'm 
I don't know, I'm going to change the policy for something because obviously you cannot do it on your own. And that's where the power of collective and the power of community also comes in. It's basically to find whatever you can do. And I remember someone said, she said, find what is important for you and try to find the balance on how you live your life with that, right? It can be supporting women because you identify with that or there's a personal story behind that. It can be something else. Uh, it can be like saving the whales, as she was saying that, or the koalas, you know. <laughs> the, the most important thing is it has to fit with you, you know, if it's... um in tune with how you want to live life and it can be simple as just even making someone smile every day right it's not that complicated in the sense that you have to turn the world around because so many things are difficult but so many other things are good and you find those good things then maybe you know focus on that and see how you can uh, make them even even better for at least one person and if it's one person then it might encourage you to make it for two people and so on and so forth and the thing is you never know as well who you might touch but also who might come along the way because you will attract people depending on what you want to do and that's the experience i had as well with the podcast there's so many people that i've been speaking to that i had no idea they even existed Really. And I wouldn't have any idea if I hadn't started this platform. <laughs> so that's the thing, you know, if you think there's something interesting you can do, you never know how it's going to turn out. It's just a matter of finding the courage to dare to do it and start and see where it leads. Awesome. So finding the courage to dare to do it. I'm taking also from what you're saying there is that perhaps it's great to have a plan, helps us feel organized, gets us prepared. But maybe the plan is not the be-all and end-all because, as you said, things might show up on your path that you didn't expect. Or once you make that first step, things will appear to enable you to continue on step two and step three. Do you have anything to say to listeners about that journey? I think having a plan, at least for me personally, right? You need to find out how you work. But for me, having a specific detailed plan, it doesn't work because I don't like to be disappointed pointed and having too many expectations so if I know where I'm going I know the final goal I know the objective that's the most important thing and then how I get there well I'm open to whatever is going to come I'm going to listen I'm going to observe I'm going to catch a few things here and there I might you know reach out to someone ask someone a question and and that's how it's just for me it's building by connecting I never have a specific plan to be honest well it depends what you want to achieve okay there's two things there's I think there's having your vision where you want to go and just making sure when things get really tough and difficult, just remember that. And then there is like along the way, you might give yourself specific goals and then you need to have a detailed plan how to reach those goals. You see, those are two different things. Like I know the overall goal of my show is, is to speak with people, but I don't know exactly who. Obviously, I had like a handful of people to start with. But at some point, I remember I had... I think we had scheduled a call or maybe not because everything I did for the first for first year and a half was through Zoom obviously because of the pandemic which on a, on one hand was amazing because everybody was open to discuss and even people I didn't know were like oh yeah this sounds good I have to say some people also did say they I mean they never replied <laughs> it's not always everything perfect but still I mean the majority did did follow up and at some point I didn't have anyone and a friend of mine just said yeah yeah sure I can come and it was not scheduled at all you know so I would say detailed plans for specific goals if you have and I see that as a short midterm thing but if in the long term is to create the largest platform for impact-driven entrepreneurs 
could be my, you know, overall goal for the podcast, then that's something that's not going to be achieved in one year or two years. It's probably going to take longer. And that's what I keep in mind when things get difficult. Taking a sharp contrast from exploring social polarities and impacts, the world's going through a crazy time at the moment. People are sometimes doubling down, reducing the size of their risks. We've still got kind of often speaking a white male capitalist dominance in a lot of our economy. What would you say is your definition for success? Well, being happy with what you do is a good definition, a simple one, I think. I want to tune in a little bit to that piece of, you mentioned connecting to your body, understanding what your needs are. This phrase you talk about, daring to have the courage to take that first step. And you mentioned some different examples of maybe connecting to that why for you personally, for each individual person, you might be making somebody smile or it could be interviewing social impact entrepreneurs on their podcast. Where would you suggest that women say go to look for a concrete action they could take for where to start? I think if you already think that way and you say you want to take a, a step to make a change, whatever it is, right? Start with yourself because honestly, it's the easiest thing you can do and it's the most important one you can do as well. I was giving a presentation at some point and speaking about, you know, leadership, inclusive leadership. And it's also the way, you know, when I was leading uh, some teams, for me, it was always important to start with yourself, right? If you're not feeling well, you're not feeling fit, you have obviously whatever is going on in your life, you won't be able to do your work properly. It's just a fact. It's it's not a judgment or anything. It's just a fact because your mind is elsewhere. Or, I know, if you have a chronic condition and then you, you have some acute phases, obviously you need to take care of that before anything else. So I think whoever is already in that step of saying, okay, I want to do something, where can I start? You've already started basically because you're aware of it, that you want to do something. And try with yourself. I was listening to to a podcast earlier before I came, and this uh, the host was speaking about um, how you know our relationship with time and regaining or re recontrolling time. And she was giving an example of saying, okay, she knows she has to work out for thirty minutes because that's beneficial, but then she's like, I can only do fifteen minutes. So instead of saying no, I will do thirty minutes when I have thirty minutes or more, she just did the fifteen minutes and that's it. So that's the first step, right? It's already to say, okay, this is what I think, so I try. Do it once. It doesn't have to be every day or every hour. Maybe, I don't know, you you say this week, I want to have one person smile or I just want to call someone I haven't talked to and just to be there and listen to them. I think you start with yourself. You start experimenting with yourself. At least that's my perspective. Perhaps that's the scientific part of me, which has been in the lab for many years, <laughs> which is just about experimenting and trying and testing again. But it's only you because in the end, you can only see the results for yourself. When it's someone else, it's difficult, right? The, I mean, the human being is so complicated and complex rather than complicated that it's difficult to say, like, what's the impact, right? I would have on you, for example. There's so many things to take into account. So just start with yourself. And coming back to the anecdote I wanted to mention, by the way, is, you know, when you're flying on a plane, you always have to put your oxygen mask before you help someone. So if you want to make a change, start and see what you can do for yourself, because only when you're fit enough and well enough to do it, then your influence or your impact is even greater. Diving into that a little bit deeper, Claire, is there a particular moment or, or experience you had which was particularly poignant or particularly trying where you had to really 
reconnect with yourself where you'd been driven by other external factors? Yeah, there's probably one moment, as probably 10, 12 years ago, it was on the professional, on my career side, I would say. So I was in a position where, okay, I could do the job, it was good, but I didn't feel that I was really thriving. So the most sensible decision to have made at that time was to just stay there and continue and look at in other opportunities. But at some point I said, no, this is this doesn't work. I don't feel like it's the right thing for me. So as you say, connecting to yourself is just to understand, okay, is this working for me or not? And I decided to leave a comfortable position. But it just so happens that within the week that I left, I, I found something even better. And I started a whole different other career. Well, I had to move from where I was living, but I don't mind for that. <laughs> uh, as long as I was, you know, happy doing what I was doing, or at least exploring and learning new things. That's what was missing for me in that position that I didn't feel that I was thriving and growing. And just the fact of taking that decision actually brought that other opportunity in no time, I have to say. The listeners are probably thinking, God, I wish I could have it that easy. Well, I'm not telling people to quit their jobs. Let's be <laughs> clear here, right? <laughs> All right, dear listeners, that was part one of this special episode marking the two-year anniversary of Narratives of Purpose with Lucy Antrobus turning the tables on me and putting me in the hot seat. We'll continue this conversation in a second part next week. Lucy will explore my personal background, some behind-the-scenes moments on recording the podcast, and she'll also ask me what shows I listen to. You don't want to miss that. As always, if you love what you hear and want to support our podcast, there is a lot you can do. One thing is to share this episode with your network and your friends. The other one is to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. We would also love to count you in our Narratives of Purpose community of amplifiers, so do connect with us through our social handles. You'll find us on Instagram at narrativesofpurpose underscore podcast, as well as LinkedIn at narrativesofpurposepodcast. And you can also join our monthly newsletter through our website at narratives-of-purpose.podcastpage.io. You will find the link in the show notes. Until the next episode, take care of yourselves, stay well, and stay inspired. This podcast was produced by Tom at Rustic Studios.